Dinosaurs connected. Initiating broadcast signal in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium field pounds, Alfonso X Man Flores. Oh, my stars and garters. That's right, ladies, gentlemen, and knights. Alfonso will be wearing his best stars and garters today. As we prepare to talk about the Amazon television show going on two seasons now, and we're just getting around to talking about it. Reacher, not starring Tom Cruise, but starring that other guy uh, who Alfonso will tell us what his name is. So, uh, Alfonso, since you have to tell us the name of the star of this show, because I don't, I can't remember his name, uh, but he's a good actor. I remember him from the last Fast and Furious movie and from Teen Titans. Joe watched that. Tell us something. He was also in Smallville. You love that show. He was Aquaman. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. wow. in Smallville. Okay. See, you really didn't like that show. You're like, oh, Smallville is like dope. Back in Superman, and uh, what was it CW? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, he wasn't Tom his Welling, buff, though. I mean, he was in good shape, but he wasn't his buff. Dude, he dude. Nobody can be as like him and The Rock. I think they're tied for like buffest guys in Hollywood right now. <laughs> So I, I kind of lagged for a second. Mm-hmm. Did we get it that his name is Alan Rich- Richson? Alan Richson. And did you know in the 2000s, Teenage Mutant mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles, he was Raphael? Or at least the voice of it. No way. Yep. Wow. Actually, yeah. I didn't know that. He was in Hunger Games? No, he, he was in the costume, dude. He, there's an interview was... where like the, the guy that plays Lex Luthor in Smallville. Uh-huh. He has a Michael podcast. I can't remember that. Yeah, I yeah, don't remember Michael, the name, but it's called uh, um, small. It's like small talk or something with him. Him and uh, what's his name? Uh, the Superman guy. They do it together. Yeah, they. He he mentions that he did that. He said the worst, one of the worst experiences he had because I guess they the costumes hot. They didn't feed him. They were disrespecting him on set. Probably like he said, the worst one of the worst gigs he ever had. Dang. Man, that's crazy. So this guy, let's see here. He's been an indie comic. He's been in DC. He's been on Amazon. And he's, man, he's, he's done a lot. Hey, dude. He was a turtle. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, he was in Fast and the Furious. Oh, I feel yeah. like they just picked him up after Reacher. They were like, yeah, this guy's buff. Let's <laughs> him too. He also he also was in Hunger Games. He was uh, I think in the second movie he was a guy from District One, and he he had this show on TNT called uh, was it Blue Mountain State about a college football team. Yeah, it was, it was like a I, bunch of TNA. It wasn't that great, but. Mm. <laughs> uh, do you say on on USA? Is it you? No, I think it was TNT or. Oh, okay, TNT. One of those. Yeah, 
one of those stations I only watch when there's wrestling on. Otherwise, I don't watch it. <laughs> Alfonso, uh, you know, you're our resident researcher, so to speak, even though Joe is definitely dropping the knowledge there, too. Um, what can you tell us about the Reacher show? Well, um, there's this writer named Lee Child, and he's wrote can't even tell me how many books right now of Reacher. I know he's got a bunch in the can too, or getting ready to release. He, uh, he wrote these stories and, and they picked it up for a movie and, and they cast it, you know, how the studios love the cast. who so they want to cast and they want to cast Tom Cruise. And he's like, uh, no, Tom Cruise is like five foot, nothing. Reacher's supposed to be like six, five, this big beefy mountain guy, you know? Um, and so he, well, he didn't mind Tom Cruise as an actor. He's like, that's not who I want for Reacher. So they didn't quite see his vision. So I'm glad that even, you know, with the with the movie, which actually did fairly decent, you know, because of course it had Tom Cruise in it. All Tom Cruise movies do fairly decent or really good or box office bonanzas or whatever. But I'm glad that Lee Child didn't give up on that because it, it's such a cool story. And putting this man mountain in this movie or this TV show has like changed it so much for me. I, I love it. It's ridiculous. It's 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 hilarious how I mean everybody, of course, you know. And they joke on his size, how tall he is, how big he is, like how he's supposed to be sneaking around. Nothing. You're built like a truck, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. This show, uh, he's what it is. He's, uh, um, he had this, this, uh, group in the, in the army and what they did, they were, they were special investigators and they would go investigate big things that, you know, um, you know, for the, for the, for the military to make sure that, you know, they're keeping everybody on track. So they kind of had a little more carte blanche than everybody else. Uh, it was funny when he got his team together, the first, one of the first guys he got was this guy, little guy who had stopped a couple of big guys from fighting over the last cookie that grandma sent home, you know? And uh, he's like, I like the way you dealt with that. You know, I want you on the team. And, you know, like, you know, like when you get a new job and they got to have these team building exercises, he did a team building exercise. He took all these guys out to a bar. The problem is he took them to an officer officer's bar. And one of them was only like a, a major. So she shouldn't have been in the officer's bar. So the officers came over and they like, you know, started giving her crap about it. And he's like, no, she'll leave when I, but anyways, their team building exercise was basically beat the crap out of that other infantry so <laughs> they did and they walked away it was and then everybody was you know pals ever since so yeah uh you know i have to say i didn't like season two as much as i like season one because what bothered me was his team yeah. i felt like he in himself is like kind of a i'll say superman for lack of a better phrase or you know, like he's this guy who does completely impossible feats, but since right. he's so big, he makes it seem believable. But then his team is also engaging in impossible feats. And right. at some point when you've got four or five people all engaging in impossible feats and, you know, Neely, his sidekick, you know, she's awesome, but, oh, yeah. you know, she's just as impossible as he is. <laughs> it just, it went a little bit over the top on the believability scale so yeah. i loved it i liked it but the believability factor for me in season two was a challenge yeah that that was uh that was one thing about season one it took place in margrave i don't know georgia and mm -hmm. it was a small town you know so he was able to accomplish everything he needed to do uh, you know at the tail end you know neely came in to help out but it was pretty much him making a go with it the whole the whole show the second season it was in a larger city was in new york right so it's like 
it was it was too much for one man to handle i could understand how they brought people into that but yeah i did like the feel of the first season better just because he's just he's not a drifter he's a hobo you know he he comes into town you know next thing you know things start happening he starts investigating and oh lo and behold it's his brother who got killed oh man of course then he had to turn it on it's like it's on now you know the whole time he's being you know thrown in jail and and you know questioned about this and that and next thing you know he's pretty much running the show and you got the detect lead detective working for him yeah that was more believable because small town uh you know it's it's like i felt like that was more believable but second season he's fighting nypd you know he's got like government officials involved and it was just a really it felt to me like that should have been like if they're doing a trilogy and i don't know if they are because there's a million books but to me that would feel like the end of a trilogy where finally they bring in the team um everything like that um but yeah for me it was uh it was just it felt a little bit too big yeah uh joe what was your thought on the first season joe didn't even watch the first season bro he he did like alfonso He's going to say he watched it, and then you're going to ask him for details, and he's going to be like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a guy Dude, with, with a gun. <laughs> I watched the first season. I'm the one that told you guys to watch it. I know, dude. I know. There's just too much silence, so I figured yeah. I'd jump in and start talking crap. <laughs> it was just like, okay, now you guys are, like, I was having lag issues, man. It was just annoying, mad annoying. But now it seems oh, like it's okay. okay now. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So uh what do you think of the first season? Uh I like the first season. It's uh I like that whole like wanderer stuff cuz I actually like the the Reacher movie with Tom Cruise, the first one. And I thought that was pretty cool. So when and I like Alan Richardson from, you know, Teen Titans. I thought he was he's dope, dude. And so he's really good in this TV series like I started watching Reacher. I'm like, man, this series is good. Um but I enjoyed this first season a lot. Like the second season, I want to say, got more viewership than um, their uh, the first season because a lot more people are catching on on how good that show is. And there's like mad books about this um, Jack Reacher series. Um, I think they're doing like, I can't remember, is it book 11? But they pick like, they jumped. So I think they did like the first season was like the first book, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then it jumps to like a different book. So it's like there's so much source material that they can go on for a long time and they can pick what they want to um what they want to pull from i want to give you guys an example of how much of a badass jack reacher is (laughs) this is my favorite he's the second son in this family right the parents everybody calls him reacher the first son gets to be called joe (laughs) what's that about you know it's kind of cool because like they did have some flashbacks where they went back in, in time and you know they're showing a story of him and joe growing up and and you know he's a big kid for his age and but joe's got a couple years on him and you know of course they're they're military brats going from town to town or even uh state to state or country to country and you know there's always going to be bullies there's always going to be people giving you know p- people giving you know little kids crap so uh they step in and they help out and and the whole thing is it's like joe's trying to protect jack this whole time you know he's and then finally at the end, he's like, no, it was me. I did it. I did the whole thing. And 
it, it was it was a really cool dynamic because you didn't really get to meet his brother in the show but you get to see him a little bit in flashbacks and then you get to know a little bit about him from other source material and for some reason they had some kind of falling out and you know it's of course all kinds of regret and you know now he's got to avenge his brother's death yeah the dynamic of him and his brother was definitely i felt like it was pretty big that they started off with that for like the first season but it was a great way to like get you immediately it's a good way to have have you get caught up on his backstory you know because his brother is such an integral part of the overall story i thought that was really good so you know like i said i like season one season one was really good uh he mentioned in season two oh my brother's dead that was kind of like a bummer and i thought the way that he said it was just a little bit too matter of fact yeah but if you jack reacher that's just just who reacher is the way he talks and he deals with you know it is what it is kind of attitude so it doesn't really he he it's almost like you know, like you deal with someone that deals with number stuff. If the math makes mm -hmm. sense, he's kind of like that with life. So, you know, him is just a simple dude. Like he, he accepts it. It is what it is, and he he moves on. He doesn't. He doesn't. He never goes backwards. And so that's why, I like at the end of you know when he was leaving on the bus, he said, "How about you stay in touch because we're family." And so like the way he ends it with like he goes, hey, "I was visiting family." That's huge for Reacher because he's so like secluded you know uh with his with just himself and you know like and his team was dropping like flies too that kind of sucked but yeah but it's yeah like it he is dope i think he's dope yeah the first season all spent with you know was him showing that he has no family so it's mm -hmm. like that was a good character development mm -hmm. you know right. and then you know he has he has his one buddy neely that helps out but then in the in the second season it's like yeah that that crescendo of it coming together at the very end with like no mm -hmm. you do have family and the fact that he admitted himself that was that was pretty big of him yeah it was huge yeah i, I just I, I think there's some stuff that some people i for me personally i just think that there's some stuff that you just can't chalk up to it is what it is i totally get what you're saying and it makes a lot of sense based on the character type that mm -hmm. is that's how he is i guess that's just something i don't like about the character that mm -hmm. at some point i would feel like hey that's his brother you know he needs to be a little bit more uh emotional about that mm -hmm. you know but you know some people are like that though like i mean what was it i know you don't watch it but big bang theory remember you've seen was, that right off yes. like he he can't think he, he thinks like reacher until like later on eventually he breaks down and he starts to accept people as family and that's so the part that you hate the end of the 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 season two is fixing what you dislike by him admitting i have family yeah you know it's funny too is i was gonna i was gonna say that exact same thing about about big bang theory and sheldon cooper you know mm -hmm. um it, it's i don't it's never mentioned and i did google around looking for it, it it's never really been confirmed but if you look at reacher in the way he is he's he's a little bit on the spectrum you know what i mean and that's why like for us to say oh man how do you you know just let that gloss over you know somebody died somebody you love was that close to you died and and they're you know it's just it's just a different way the brain works you know and either it's something that learned developed but even when they showed him as a little kid he was just all everything was matter of fact right emotions were kind of like to him you know he'd do that puppy dog 
you know so uh i would say he would be a highly functioning highly functioning uh person who is on the spectrum slightly you know interesting perspective um I'd have to think about that one. I, I don't know if uh, that really ever crossed my mind, but definitely based on his um, emotional processing, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and they always say that, you know, there's a fine line uh, between genius and, and something like that, because, you know, most people are the higher thinkers. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm no, I'm no psychiatrist. You know, it's just, from the things that I've seen and, and learned. And, you know, it's just, it seems that way. And it's like, he, he's super intelligent. He's super analytical. He's, he's got, you know, he's always two steps ahead. It's like, he's a, a human game of chess. You know what I mean? And, Oh, <laughs> you can have, okay. He goes through these towns, town to town, to town, to town, to town, to town. And he's doing these things. You know, he's a one man, a team. You never see him work out. It's like, how is he keeping this physique, not eating the peach pie? You know what I mean? He, he's never at the gym. You would have to have him at the gym once in a while, at least every episode, because that, that guy is yoked. You know, I figured we, we trying to see that, though. You know, the thing, though, is, bro, you have to bro, have to go to the gym. That he dude takes off his shirt so much, bro. Yeah. So I'm sure viewership bro, would go up if they showed him sweaty and glistening at the gym. Bro, if we if I look like that, I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a shirtless scene. <laughs> like, why not, dude? Go ahead, check it yeah. out. Yeah, you know, but, I, I mean, if, if he works to get there, right? Yeah, show it off. All right. So if and also if you think about it too, like how we keep talking about how he he's kind of like he's smart enough to know like the evidence points to this mm -hmm. and if he doesn't change to where he thinks about family, because he would, even though that, um, I can't remember his name, but he was a member of their team. Swan. If Swan, he kept saying, no, Swan's innocent. And they're like, but by your logic and the way you think it's him. And he kept saying, no, no. And so that you can tell from that, He's gradually changing to who he was. To your point, Alan, like he's he's starting to become less. Oh, yeah, my brother died, kind of guy. To we're like, right. yeah, my brother died. So you can tell the transition of him, you know, um, getting better and accepting. He can have close people around him and have some type of emotion as far as you know, like a family connection. Because he kept saying Swan didn't do it, Swan, and everyone was like, bro, like you've all trained us all, and we all know it points to Swan. Yeah, the whole time, and then you find out like one boy had his eyes and his finger, bro. That dude, I was like, Reach is gonna get that ass, man. <laughs> like, you know, like, dude, you're just like, it's like, bro, like, he's so pissed, too, you know? Yeah, so let me ask you guys a question, and I'm, I'm deviating a little bit, but we know I'm famous for doing that. So, we know Tom Cruise was on the big screen before. Would you want to see this Jack Reacher? go to the big screen oh yeah totally yeah i mean I, i'm a huge tom cruise fan like I, I like i was thinking like we were having a discussion me and cj uh one of my homies at work and he was like you know i love tom cruise in his movies i start to think like because he was having a debate with his family members about denzel washington and mm -hmm. that if you think about it i can name more tom cruise movies that i've enjoyed more than denzel washington movies
Equalizer one, two, and three. Uh, yeah, Top Gun one and two, Jack Reacher one and two, Mission Impossible movies. Like, there's just more movies Tom Cruise is that you can legit say like, I those movies are pretty good. Yeah, but I, I, I bet know. you Tom Cruise has done a crap ton more. Yeah, movies. Uh-huh. yeah. And he there has some Jack Reacher too. movies. Yeah, there was two. Are you, bro? Yeah, you, you can fact check me. There's two. <laughs> Alfonso. Get the fact second, bro. Okay, second. So, but yeah, dude. Like, but everybody <laughs> likes this Jack Reacher because in the books, he's not. He's not the size of Tom Cruise, right? <laughs> he's he. He looks <laughs> like Alan Richson. That's yeah. that's what Reacher really looks like. There's Jack Reacher and Jack Reacher never go back. Yeah, you can wow. watch it. You can watch that on Paramount. Actually, I can watch it on Tubi, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd rather him stay on on the small screen. The reason being is because. You can get, I mean, if you put it all together, it's basically what one one eight hour movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why yeah. why limit yourself to a two hour movie? You got to pack yeah. everything in the two hours, and mm-hmm. you know you can draw the character out more. So, like over the yeah. course of time, we got to see him grow and develop as a character mm-hmm. from somebody who is like cold and heartless to somebody who has some semblance of family and feelings. You know, right? So they sussed that out really well. Yeah, I'm I'm with off on this. Uh, I would enjoy it more on like a TV series because you could do more with it, more storyline, more in-depth detail on, you know, character development as opposed to movies. Uh, Disney ain't doing it the right way, but, you know, other platforms are. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, dude, like, I, I really like Alan Richards. He's pretty good. Uh, I, I mean, I like I like his stuff, bro. Like, for me, I enjoy watching his stuff. He, he wants to be the new Batman. I think that would be dope. Dude. <laughs> he'd be such a big batman dude like <laughs> just you know how they always say like oh how, how would you not know that's bruce wayne dude he'd be the biggest dude in gotham city yeah but i think he'd be a good bruce wayne too i think he's a good enough actor to be a bruce wayne and a batman oh yeah, you totally saw, you saw yeah. him in those suits in uh in reacher i was like oh he could cool. just darken up his hair yeah 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 he's a legit good dude too because he his he's with his wife that I think he met in college. I was watching like a, a documentary about him and he, his wife home homeschool his kids. So yes. like on the set of Reacher, even on Titans are always with them. And so he's always spending a lot of time with his family and his kids. And I think oh, that's wow. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. His character in Titans too. It was, it was, that was a pretty good, uh, you know, story arc there too, because he started mm-hmm. off, you know, cold and heartless, you know? Yeah. And, and then like towards the end, like, dude, I was, I was in tears at the end when what happened to him, you know? Yeah. That was a it was a tough episode, man. I was, but it, it was but it ended it ended dope. You know, he's back with his homie, yeah. you know, saving people. So it's you know, it, he had like a good ending. Yeah, sad, but you know, like he didn't go back, but it was still dope. Did you guys finish Titans? I didn't. I probably no. got about six episodes left. <laughs> I like I said, I really like Alan Richardson, so I like his character. He was just dope. Right. He brought like yeah. a certain charisma to it. And you know, same with the um, was it Aqualad? Like he was dope, yep. you know. And then when you, I get it, dude. You're trying to make a, a most gruesome like Teen Titans, but when you kill off those two characters that I, I like, you know, that were in there, I'm just like, huh, you know. And I've, I haven't even finished. I think the season before the last season. I stopped watching that when. Remember, there was the season where Raven's dad came back, Trigon, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. and it was like. It was a dream, but it wasn't a dream. And that was the end of the last season. 
yeah. I was like, dude, I hate those shows where, oh, this really didn't happen. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, man. Hey, I got a question for you guys, too. Okay. Shoot. He's not a small man, but he can no. walk into a thrift store in the middle of nowhere and find right. something to fit him. You know what I mean? I, I could maybe find the shirt that I could I could squeeze into, but there ain't no way I'm finding a jacket at the thrift store. I'm but sorry. You get, or pants. <laughs> but, you oh, know, like, man. even though he looks that huge on screen, yeah. he's probably like a large, you know, or double X or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, it, yeah. nowadays it's not that hard to find a thrift, a thrift shop like a double X. It's common now. Yeah. You know? And so I can see him just walking. It's I don't think I can live like that, though. Like, I mean, toothbrush. <laughs> Yeah, that's all that guy needs is a toothbrush. He's like, he picks up boxers too. I'm like, yeah. what? Well, you know, one of the scenes that I really like was like, where he was, you know, he had, when he was at the thrift shop and he had to go get some money. Yeah. And then the girl was crying. He's like this. He's like, that. he goes, are you okay? And then she goes, is, is your kid in that car? Like he, he's just so dope. He knows like she's yeah. getting held up. He's like, stay here. It won't take long. <laughs> he goes over there, just jacks that dude up. I was like, bro, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. I'd be like, yo, don't, hey, don't look, don't don't look. Does that guy have a gun in that car? Yes, my kid's in there. <laughs> Stay here. It won't take long. I'm like, dude, that's dope, dude. That's like that reminds me of like that Taken scene. Remember, he's like, I will find you. Yeah, you know. And then yeah. he goes, say that, say that one more time. He says, he goes. Didn't I tell you I'd find you? Can you imagine that, bro, across the whole world, bro? You're like, oh, shoot, is this guy that was on the phone? Like, I'm always, I like those uh, those dope scenes like that, you know. Um, and I like those shows, you know, because, like, you know, it's nice to have, like, a, a hero-type show that's not a superhero. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like a Sherlock Holmes, uh, Patrick Swayze, Roadhouse-type, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna yeah. beat you up, but I'm smart as hell, kind of thing. I kind of like, you know, like traditional, like action, you know, no, no powers kind of stuff, and it, I mean, it's written very well. Yeah, and I, I like that they show the human side of him too, because like he doesn't, yeah. like he doesn't go into the fight and not get hit. You know, mm -hmm. he takes a punch, he takes a, he takes a kick. You know, he gets cut, he gets beat. You know, so you know you can appreciate that in the show because it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't care how good you are, you know, and you got three or four guys there. It's it's almost impossible not to get hit. You're gonna take the little ones so that you can deliver big ones. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, one thing I really don't care for about Reacher, and it's it's what I hate in all shows, which is sort of interesting, is his romantic interests. I get it; they have to do it in order to keep people engaged and put a little bit more. Uh, intrigue into it but i never care for his romantic interests they just mm -hmm. don't they don't feel like they're really necessary i think they're just they're just there so that certain people watch the show because you know it's like yeah my wife watched it with me it was awesome she doesn't watch anything and she was she watched this with me and i'm like i wonder if i'd have lost her if he didn't take off his shirt so much <laughs> <laughs> he comes he comes in next thing you know she's in the shower and then you hear a little brown chicken brown cow Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably, well, of course I always have things that could be changed in a show, but I'm like, I get why they're doing it, but you know, it's just like, I feel like as much as he's always in peril and he's always trying to, you know, work through stuff and figure stuff out, it just seems like that's a distraction, but 
you know, Reacher's a dude, so I guess he has to do what dudes do sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not so much him, too. It's, it's the ladies are like... Yeah, I mean, the ladies are like... He, he reminds me of Val Venus. Hello, yeah. ladies. <laughs> like, Reacher, Reacher around here. Uh, Val Venus with his little towel. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Man, that's that's some attitude era yeah. callback right there. Right. I don't think they can do that now. Oh, Especially, no you know, like, man. I think it was it was all over TikTok. I don't know the rapper's name, but he was on trial and they were playing his songs. So they're playing his song and, and he's like incriminating himself. Like it's even on the song, they're using it as evidence. Dang. And do you, so you think like because I saw I saw on TikToks and I totally forgot about that. Do you remember that one when Vincent McMahon had the desk in the middle of the ring and Stacy Keebler was like dancing in a miniskirt? I forgot that error word. That's all they did. And yeah. so you know they're gonna bring that to the courtroom. Oh, you remember you did this? What's up with this? Yeah, that that attitude error was something else, man. I was just watching something on The Rock, and he was talking about like he was telling somebody who's in the latest SmackDown. He's like, I'll tell you in Chinese, and he's like, Ching Chong Chong. I'm like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. There's yeah, just so much. Stuff. Yeah. But you know, at the time it was still funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I'm like, I'm Asian and, and you know, like, I think it's funny, dude. Like, it's The Rock was in his prime. Do you remember? Where did we go? Like, it was our first Comic-Con that I went with you, like, um, and we went to that festival, you remember? Like, and they were, it was like a- Oh, yeah. Sick and, and twi- sick and twisted. Alf, they were hitting Ooh. every race, bro. Ooh. And my little Asian brother was sitting next to me, John, remember? And- yeah. uh we're laughing at everything, bro. As soon as he gets the Asian with the little hat and the hello, sir, dude, he was so pissed, dude. And if we were getting him the ride, the ride home, remember, we're like, hey, bro, you can't laugh at everything else, bro, and get mad when they get to you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? Yeah. That, I think they tried uh, a watered down version of that Sick and Twisted Festival yeah. on MTV, and it just it wasn't the same because mm-hmm. you can't get away with all that stuff. No, Spike you can't, Mike, dude. Yeah, right? Spike and yeah, Mike's yeah. twisted, sick and twisted festival. Yeah, I never like we were talking at work. You can't do Tropic Thunder now. Nope, <laughs> that was a good movie, dude. Is that the one with Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, dude, I don't care, bro. I don't care. <laughs> that movie, that that actor, <laughs> will was never dope. get canceled, bro. <laughs> no, never. bro. He's like, he's like, he's all. Where he says. You can't do that. What do you mean we can't do that? You're right. It was it's funny, dude. Because, but you can't. You, but <laughs> I don't care, bro. Yeah, bro. Do like, that every day, if they had I'm a dude yeah. tomorrow, the dude, I'd watch yeah. it. <laughs> I'm the dude that's playing the dude that looks like the dude or something like that, bro. <laughs> like you can't. There's a lot of stuff you can't get away with nowadays, man. Nope. <laughs> I'm not sure. I got to run it by my daughter. I'm like, all right, fine. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah it's man just a different day and age <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude it's just completely different but it's it's interesting though because you know i feel like kind of you know getting back to reacher i feel like reacher would have done just as well on like let's say obviously you have to take out a little bit of blood and a little bit of sexuality but i feel like the writing is in the character development is really what made the show and it didn't rely so much on like you know joe likes to complain about uh the boys how 
you know, in, in every season, someone's appendage has to get mm-hmm. exploded or something like that. You know, same network, Amazon, but they didn't rely on, you know, all that sort of stuff in order to make it a good show. They focus on the writing and the character mm-hmm. development. I love how, how Reacher always has, he always has his alias. He, he, what he uses a, a former vice president's first name and a Yankee or a baseball player's last name or something. And then that, that one scene where he's like, oh yeah, we got so-and-so checking in and Sarah Connor and Robert Patrick's like, I don't give up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 1000. I thought that was pretty cool when he said that. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah. that was some good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's little stuff like that. You know, it's like they go for it and you mm-hmm. get the joke. That's perfect. Yeah, he plays he plays such a good bad guy, too. He was, you know, his Peacemaker's dad, um, you know, and, and in this show, he was just like, man, he was calling the shots. But he's like a, a former uh, New York Police Department or NYPD guy who who got mm-hmm. uh, investigated because, uh, you know, something's taking a cut or something. So it's like he quit before he got fired. And then he went and worked uh, security for this company. And he brought, it was a new age. He brought all the other, or is it new age or new egg? Was it? No, age. That's, it's not egg. That's something else. New mm-hmm. egg. What is that? Where did I hear that before? New age uh, outlaws. <laughs> not the company used to work for Duke's new yeah age. yeah <laughs> but yeah he brought all the all the corrupt cops over and they all they were all heading up security team there so it's like Richard he was basically going against the NYPD oh and that other guy who was playing the cop um the the New York Police Department guy the detective mm-hmm. that guy was in Tulsa King he was he was like one of the the mob bosses there yeah he, he, he was the was, son Yep, he did such a good yeah. job in this show too, and it's like, good. he's like, he's like, you calling me dirty? You calling me bit? He had so many different ways. He's like, every time he he felt like Reacher was accusing him of being a dirty cop, he had so many different ways to convey that point. He he had so many similar, so many different words for being a crooked cop, and he went through every mm-hmm. single one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, I really thought they were gonna have like a uh like like a Rocky Apollo Creed type fight at the end of the season, but you know. Bro, it. when he said, "Hey, I'll fight you any day," yeah. no, and I'll let you have the first hit. He's, like, I don't need the first hit. And I was thinking, man, they just told me he's dying. Yep. And then he gets <laughs> in the car and he dies. <laughs> you know, you're like, damn, dude. I would like to see them go at it or something. Because he was a, you know, one thing about it, like that's a good character, and you're like, you're not going to see him anymore, right? Yeah. And just like the I don't the other I, don't, I think you said his name Alpha I don't remember he was in the first season but now he's a cop in the city now. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I think um, in the books periodically he comes back. Oh, I think Finley. every now and then I think yeah. yeah Finley, but the girl from the first season so you don't have to worry about Alan she's, um, that was it she just was in that like in the book is just that one part she never comes back. <laughs> Oh, dude, they're going to write her in, guaranteed, hit it, bro. Hit it and quit it. Well, that, a lot of people like. Oh, her oh, the first oh, season, you don't but, mean Neely? You, know, you mean? Oh, yeah, good, good, yeah. thanks. Yeah, Neely, <laughs> Neely, and uh, Reach are the only ones uh, verified for season three. I already checked that out. Nice. <laughs> no, not oh, Neely, know, the brother cop. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, but okay. I thought you were saying Neely's not going to come back, but you're talking about his romantic interest. Uh, oh yeah, she's not R. coming back. Yeah, good. No, Roach, not good. What was it? Uh, Nah, nobody cares, dude. Nobody cares. Yeah. I can kick pretty. <laughs> I like Dee though. Yeah, she's awesome, but she has like some kind of like she don't touch people kind of thing. Remember, like she's uh, that's she's right. Just, like she's like oh, I don't do that. <laughs> Somebody with the shake her hand. 
But okay, I can kick pretty hard, dude. But she I did, can't. you know, like when she held up the cop. You know yeah, what I mean? So and, it's but like, it took her a second. It took her a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how hard do you got to kick to friggin', you know, bust open the airbag? I'm like, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> you remember when the, when the cop was tailing? Yeah. Kicked? Dude, that was. <laughs> so, so knowing Reacher, he knows exactly where to kick. Yeah. In order to make that thing explode. But I mean, <laughs> you know, we were talking about Jade Cargill holding up Nia Jax. You figure if she can hold up that, my boy's got some pressure behind his legs when he kicks. I'm sure he could hold a lot more. So I could see, like, mm-hmm. you know, him doing a little squat action and kicking that. Yeah, he, he don't skip leg day. <laughs> nah. Dude, he don't skip any day. <laughs> but, like, think about it. Remember how it went on Predator, the first Predator? They right. said, like, those guys would wake up super early to go work out in the morning. Yeah. Like, that's what richson must do like that dude must just wake up like every morning before he goes and you know starts his acting he must go and work out dude like every day that's crazy well i think for season one he was saying that before he could get started he had to put on 30 pounds of muscle so he just bought himself a home gym and he just went at it he said he did it all natural he just he just stuck to the curriculum and he did it all himself he didn't even have a trainer but for season two because he's a man of a certain age he actually he got some testosterone and and that helped a little with it bulking up for the season two because season two i mean you could paint him green dude he is the hulk he's like he looked like a dale keown's hulk. remember dale keown Dale, yeah. Dale Keown, yeah, that that was a sweet Hulk. He could totally pull that one off. So he was bigger in season two than he was oh, in season one. Yeah, way bigger. Interesting. Like I think he put on sixty more pounds of muscle from season one to season two. That's impossible, is it? That's like, that's like an additional hundred pounds I, of muscle. I said I think. I'm just saying, like <laughs> I'm not saying it's not true, but I mean, like, dang. I have a like... buddy. I have a buddy who took some. He said he, you know, he went and got checked, and you know, because again been of a certain age he took mm-hmm. some testosterone and he goes dude <laughs> you will not believe what that'll do for you and i'm like oh you know i might have wow. to have mine checked out <laughs> wow little trt nothing wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> cool cool so so yeah man um i definitely think you know to anyone who hasn't seen reacher was on the fence i definitely suggest it you know alfonso wait you didn't say you watched that with your son. You said you watched Barbie uh, with your son, right? Yeah, Barbie with my son. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's definitely not a show for the kids, right? No, 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 no. Okay. He yeah. kept trying to come out and live room. Like, nope, nope. We, we set up your TV in the room. You can go watch <laughs> your your Bluey or your uh, Big City Greens or whatever you're watching right now. Yeah. Yeah, my son will walk outside every so often. He's like, so this is Reacher, huh? I've heard a lot about it. And I'd be like, dude don't have a sex scene right now while the kid <laughs> walks in. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, luckily that never happened. That's Not dope. Good. My kids are like damn near adults, bro. I ain't got to worry about that no more. No. Dude, I, for me, it's just awkward. My son yeah. could be like 30 and I don't want to be anywhere around him when there's a sex scene <laughs> on a movie or TV. <laughs> And when he leans over, Dad, high five. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, so 
I, I think he would make a decent Batman though. I mean, what do you guys what'd you guys say about that? Did you guys think he was would be good for that? Be too obvious. I'll say no. Yeah. I think he'd be a great as far as actor wise, great. Great, great, great. But there's there's a suspension of disbelief and a believability. I would not believe that this guy is running around the city being as gargantuan as he is, and no one's like, oh. Yeah, he's Batman. Yeah, I just don't buy it. Yeah, that makes sense because with Batman, I mean, he definitely needs armor because you know a bullet's going to kill him. So, like, you can get a small, fit guy who looks, you know, pretty decent in the suit and doesn't have to be too big. But then when he puts on the armor, it beefs him up really good. So, yeah, I see your point there. I, I mean, I think he could handle like if he was in his Aquaman shape from Smallville, mm-hmm. totally did. He'd have my vote. Yeah. But I'm trying to think because I'm thinking like, what character would he be like? Batman. He... <laughs> he could be Superman. That's I what Superman, I was thinking. Of it has to be Clark. Uh, I think more Batman. Yeah, he's definitely got he, the charisma. I don't. He see doesn't anything. have like the the Awkward pretty mess. boy face. The pretty boy face. Because you know Superman, like he every time rough. they always have like a pretty boy face. Yeah, he has that rough, rugged. You know, like Superman. This dude was like living in the suburbs. The way they picked these Superman looking guys, <laughs> Batman always looks like he grew up like in the suburbs. <laughs> you know, I mean, it would make sense for it makes sense for Superman to be a big guy, even if he was nerdy, because you know he's he's like like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's you know he was a farm boy. You know what I mean? He's throwing hay bales. Mm-hmm. He's you know picking up cows. Whatever you do in the farm. I mean, I haven't been there lately, but you pick up cows, right? No. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, you know, these guys are naturally strong. That's why they become such good wrestlers and everything. You know, I'm not even talking about professional wrestler, but like because they they they're you know they manhandle things and just throw them. You know, actually, I did live on a farm. That's kind of why my back is so jacked up because I used to manhandle everything and just throw it around and not lift properly. So it's very important. Did to you lift, lift cows? Did you carry cows? <sighs> not often. I tried to. I tried not to. <laughs> <laughs> did you tip the cows? I, you know what? I don't even know if that's a real thing. I've been going down this rabbit hole of whether or not that's an actual thing, and I don't think it is now. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some research because my thing was always, okay, if you tip the cows, how do they get back up? Like, are they able to just get back up on their own? or well, the, whole, the whole theory is that they, they can fall asleep standing up, so they lock their knees. So it's like when they get tipped and they fall over and then it takes them a while because they're, they're like panicking and they have to get their knees to unlock. And I guess it's not as easy to do when they're laying down, but they do. So as soon as you tip them over, you got to run, but you know, I'm not saying I'd ever do that PETA people, but more importantly, I don't think it's an actual thing because even if you could, (laughs) unless they were standing on the same two legs, right? How are you going to tip over this cow? How much they weigh a thousand pounds? I'm sorry. (laughs) You know? How long does it take you to get a car going if you start pushing the car? You know, we're not small people. And and we could get in there and we could push a car easily, but you know, it, it you don't push it like right off the bat. You gotta like it, you know, it takes a bit. So to just think you can go run and shove a thousand pound animal over, I don't think it's possible. I think we should uh take a field trip somewhere. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Damn it. What area <laughs> that we could all converge in has lots of cows. I said converge, not oh, long oh. way. Um, yeah, 
I don't know where we can meet, but we need to go see if we can tip some cows. <laughs> go to the zoo. Wait. Cows at the zoo. <laughs> I'll leave the car running. <laughs> and you guys can go first. Bro, you know I ain't, you know I'm not no fast runner, bro. I'm gonna have to be the driver. <laughs> I'll be there for moral sport. You got this, dudes. Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. Cow tipping adventures. <laughs> okay, so what about a Marvel guy? Who do you think he would he would play good in uh, Marvel? Alan Rich Richson. Sentry. Uh, Sentry. Oh, he would be a damn good Sentry. You're right. Ooh. Good call. Yeah. So here's a problem with Sentry for me because uh Steven Yoon mm-hmm. from Walking Dead was supposed to be Sentry, then he decided to leave. Well, you like, know why he left, right? Uh no. They threw it out there to see what they were saying. A lot of people were hating on it. And so he took himself out. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was a good casting. I didn't either. At yeah. all. Sentry's I mean, big. He's a great great yeah, actor bro. he could be like sunspot or something like that if you you know what i mean if yeah you know shit he could have been shang chi so <laughs> i mean you know what i'm saying if we're gonna go x-men we're gonna have to go sun, sun fire not not sunspot uh oh, that's my the, bad that, that's, that's that right. you guys can't go there just because you know just because he's Wait. asian you can't <laughs> be putting him in a little in a little box now well that's <laughs> why he that's why he left because he's asian and that character is white yeah, and I know. so like you got a lot of hate. So I'm like, if you care about what people think about, you can play Sunspot. That's right. I said Sunflower or Sun uh, Sunspot, huh? You said Sunspot, Sunspot yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking Sunfire. Yeah, right. It, but I said Sunspot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm all down for you know different races doing different parts. But the thing about the X Men is, you got one for everybody. So why mm-hmm. not just stick to the source material? <laughs> right. Because. They already messed up Psylocke. Is she Asian or is she Caucasian British? Yes. Both. <laughs> you know, it's like they retcon people so much. Like Storm was supposed to be. Wait, no, was it Rogue? Who was supposed to be like actually have no actual nationality? Yeah, it was Storm. Storm was supposed to be. She's not supposed to be African. She's supposed to have like no actual race oh really yeah how do you not know this alfonso well, all i Probably know of her is being she was an african goddess because she brought right. rain to the and she was raised in cairo so you know, I know yeah look it up look it up dude yeah she's not <clears> supposed <throat> to originally that was the plan like she's not uh, supposed to have any sort of ethnicity or race or anything like that that I, was I the original plan and ignored it because i didn't like it yeah i didn't like it either <laughs> i was like really you got to take that away from us like it'll, it'll be retcon soon enough so yeah right yeah and then um rogue was supposed to be based on grace jones really yeah yeah that's right because she had that. that hairstyle yeah yeah and they're like we just need to tweak one little thing get me this eraser okay <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, it's like Night, Night, nightcrawler was originally a, a part of the titans Really? He was created for the Titans, and then they they didn't want him after a while. So then they just they brought him. Whoever created him brought him over to Marvel, and because they never they never published him, so they didn't own him. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because he fits so well into the X Men, but I could totally see him being a um, being a DC character. 
Speaking of which, completely off topic, Alfonso, did you ever read that issue of Uncanny Spider-Man that I told you to read with Mystique? Mystique's origin? I've only read the first one so far, so I gotta... Dude, dude, you gotta read that. Joe, you gotta read this. I'm not gonna give anything away, but everything you thought you knew about Mystique and about Nightcrawler is wrong. Mm. No, no, I... I've 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 done the research. I know what's going on there, but yeah. Dude, <laughs> explain me this, right? She uh-huh. can change herself. This is Mystique. Right. Can change herself down to the genetic level. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. Why doesn't Nightcrawler have some of her abilities? Hmm. Or does he? And they're just yeah. suppressed. He has the blue. You know, he can blend in the shadows. People still don't talk about his, his blending in the shadows power as much as possible. But that's kind of chameleon-like, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. that's along the line. But, I mean, you know, you know, you have people like... I mean, you got Cable, who has none of Cyclops' powers, you know? Um, He's not telekinetic? Oh, wait, wait. Cyclops' powers. Yeah. Cyclops is the only one with his powers in his family, period, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Havoc's kind of similar. He... You know, he draws plasma from the sun. Cyclops' power is so hilarious, too, because he actually, what he does, he opens a portal into the punch zone from his eyes. Is that what it's called? It's it's a, a, it's a planet called, like, the punch zone or something like that, or a, a, a reality. And it's like this force of light is always just, it's always moving, and it's just like he opens up and it comes through. It's so stupid. They're not lasers. Yeah. They don't burn. That's one thing I hate when they get wrong is like they have his power burn something. It's 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 just force. Yeah, I always thought it was a laser, but then I did see that it's actually concussive force. Exactly. Which is interesting. Yeah. Look at us just way off topic. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, X-Men. X-Men. Hey, <laughs> as long as we can talk about X-Men, it's a good day. For those of you who are playing the drinking game, you should be drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always liked how, how Cyclops and Havoc's powers don't affect each other at all. So it's like they can shoot each other like with a blast that would level a mountain, and it doesn't hurt them at all because of some kind of genetic something or other. Do they affect Corsair? I don't know. I think they ever shot their dad. Hmm. But I would think because he's not mutant at all. I mean, you know, these are things that they were it was bred into them. So I that's a good question. Well, they can they can shoot Vulcan. <laughs> they shot him up a bit. Oh, is that another brother? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, oh man, that was so. Remember when Darwin came out? What happened was there was when Professor Xavier, the original X Men, went to Krakoa. You know, they failed, and then Professor X actually had another team of mutants that he sent out, and then they failed. So then they sent they went and got Wolverine and Colossus and Nightcrawler and Storm, and they sent them and. Well, I think actually the original team was the one that died, but that had Vulcan, it had Darwin, it had um, like a girl named like like kind of like Terra from Titans, where she can control rocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they were an original team of X Men. Professor X just wiped them out from existence. Um, so what happened with Vulcan was when um, the plane that was uh, okay. So Cyclops and Havoc were on this plane with their parents. It was attacked by Shi'ar. And they took the only parachute. They jumped out, and that's when Cyclops hit his head. They only had one parachute. He was holding on to Havoc, and then they went to orphanages, and Mr. Sinister found them. Anyway, so Corsair and his wife were taken to the Shi'ar Empire, and they were treated as slaves, and they were 
she was actually pregnant at the time. So she had the baby in captivity in a Shi'ar prison. And I don't even think Corsair knew about the baby. And eventually he was born and I think he was raised somewhere over there, brought to power and then came back to, I don't know, it was it's convoluted. <laughs> like most X-Men things, if they don't keep rolling with it. Yeah. Yes. X-Men do find ways of creating new family members. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, getting back to Reacher, I'll just say this and I'll, you know, get, let you guys sort of speak on it. Uh, you know, Reacher is a much better show than I thought it would be. I have to say I enjoyed the first and only Reacher movie in the theaters. And overall, definitely a show that I would recommend. Same. And he'd make a really good Colossus. Yes. Dude, he would make a good Colossus. Yeah. Yeah. He'd have to go. Well, That's from the old X-Wing game. That was yeah. We used to play that dude awesome all the time. Game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I spent so many quarters on that game, and then we finally got in the comic book shop that I worked at, and mm-hmm. we had the key. So I'd open it up, and I'd like, flip, 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 flip. Dude, I just beat that game left and right all the time Wow! <laughs> like once a week alfonso you should get that game for like your house you know how they have that one-up arcade that sucks those little tiny little games yeah you should get that for your house and like put it in believe tell me, your I wife get... uh joe approved it if you want to go ahead and buy it if, if i got the okay believe me it would be right there somewhere Here. dude joe <laughs> joe approved it it's all good <laughs> Well, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefine. Booyah!